Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial. Go to audibletrial.com slash Rushmore. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Hello, welcome to Mount Rushmore. My name's Jeff, and I'm joined as always by my good buddies Richard Hello. and Michael. Howdy. And uh, Richard and Michael um, make an appointment every day. Uh, sometimes they uh, go into Outlook and they get a room and they have to reserve that room and they send out an Outlook meeting invite for each other and uh, then they get together and they have a meeting and they have a meeting in which they debate the top four things of any given topic and this episode of Mount Rushmore is no different in which we do the Mount Rushmore of things about business meetings. Who chose this? I believe this was mine and I think I came up with it I think might think might have actually been a pre-show or post-show kind of slap ass kind of okay grab ass session that we were doing around. Don't here. put this on us. This is all you. <laughs> and I think this, we, is, this is a classic business meeting uh, thing right here. Right, blamestorming, blamestorming. I think we were just bitching about like various business meetings we had been in recently, yeah. and I think there's that's been just sort bad of, behavior on both sides. Yeah. So the, you know, the, look, there's very aggressive people in these meetings. Yeah. So. I think that, I think it just kind of came from I, I, some of us or all of us. There's a conversation recently about that. Yeah, I, I and it kind of sprung from there. We some got, people we might, got it drunk at work. Drunk at work. Some drunk people might work. imagine that we the Mount Rushmore uh, guys are three wealthy entertainers. You know that uh, <laughs> us we're the elite podcasters that we are. Right. Ah. So we don't live in your real world where you have meetings. Well, what you oh. don't know is that every day the three of us get go to our Mount Rushmore office, which is located in Mount Rushmore. In Mount Rushmore. Right. We take our personal yeah. helicopters, fly in, there every day. In Roosevelt's mustache is where the boardroom is. We check in and check out like uh, the wolf. What was his yeah. name? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the sheepdog and the wolf. Yeah. George. Sheepdog and the wolf. Click. Ralph and George. Yeah. So, uh, well, okay. Michael, no, Richard, you chose it. I chose, so Michael, you go first. Michael, you go first. Uh, my first choice. I totally just did Jeff's job there for him. Shh. Totally. You guys do my job all the time. <laughs> totally, totally, totally just went over his top. Totally. Oh, oh, went right over his head. <laughs> Thank way. you for go doing ahead. that. My first choice is AV stuff that's on the brink. Oh, also yeah. on my list. Oh, good. Yeah. Should uh, be I, on everyone's list. Well, I have it as, okay, I think we want to keystone this. We just hit this button and... <laughs> Yeah, it's a long title. It's a long title. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to fit in the Twitter. Richard has AVN stuff and AVN stuff, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> Office. Also DVDA stuff. DVDA. Um, God, I hope none of that comes up in my next, business, <laughs> in next meeting that I'm in. So AV troubles. Um, it can be anything from yeah. you know Skype going down, where it, you know the company that I work for is a uh, staffing company, and we used to do a lot of like meetings and interviews that were set up from like Kinko's when it was Kinko's and then it turned into FedEx Kinko's. Yeah. They tried to get that going for a while and it didn't work. And then FedEx was just like, forget it. You're out of here. Kinko's. No one remembers you. <laughs> and now it's just FedEx office, which no one goes into my, anymore. My kids will never know Kinko's. That's kind of sad. sad thing. Yeah. yeah. Now, Let's pour one out for Kinko's. Mm-hmm. Pour out a little uh, bottle of who, correction. Who is the fast talking Kinko's salesman who came into your <laughs> office and said, Hey, you love us for the high-priced book binding. <laughs> Why don't we do your AV systems? Is that what? Well, they, we used to have like uh, just one in you know in some of like the uh, uh, some of the conference rooms. Yeah. There would be like a huge you know always brand new 
TV and camera that was precariously balanced on top of it somehow mm-hmm. that never looked like it worked. Yeah. And, you know, in the center of the table, there's like the, the tri-corner, uh, you know, uh, yeah, that hat. Like, a, like a hat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like a throwing star. You could pick it up. <laughs> or a tricorder. It's actually just and left ultimately star like you're crap. trying to communicate the objective. You're trying to accomplish the object objectives of the meeting, but you can't even talk to the Sedalia, Missouri office because yeah. it's getting you're on one system. Uh, Sedalia is on another system. Yeah. You're the guy that sold you the equipment in the first place is, you know, convinced you that, oh, this is top of the line of course yeah. it's going to work it's, it's foolproof it's yeah. the, you know all you got to do is enter the correct ip address and give them your password yeah. and they have to use and it just it never quite gets there yeah it's it's so perfect like in theory yeah like the way they explain it, it's like oh yeah look all you got to do is this and you're like okay write this yeah. down. Mm-hmm. do that and then you got to do this okay do that all right and then by the time you, you know it's yeah. three o'clock in the afternoon and it's six o'clock on the east coast and you right. just it's not. It's never yeah. going to connect. And then, yeah. in, invariably, the person who sold you this system is nowhere to be found. Yeah. When it actually starts <laughs> yeah. fucking up, so, suddenly they're on like a th- you know, three uh-huh. month sabbatical to like the Bahamas or something, yeah. and whoever's taking over for him has no idea how to fix anything. I will tell you though that I probably would blame myself more often for using the systems poorly. Uh, how many times I shout into a speakerphone? Like, <laughs> like that's making like it a better. bonehead. Like it's, like, like it's a, a foreign person who yeah. doesn't understand yeah. your language. Yeah. There's little microphones that come with all the that you can set, you know, yeah. kind of set around the table. Yeah. They can pick up from across they the room. They can pick up from across the room, but I'm yeah. going, let's level set before we get started. Jeff, we can hear you just fine. Or motioning for the girl who's talking to get closer to the microphone. They can hear her just freaking fine. Yeah, conference calls are their own level of hell, and I don't. You don't have conference calls specifically on there, no. do you? Okay, because I was talking about this with uh, Sarah, and one of the things she mentioned was the always exciting. You're on a conference call, somebody goes on hold because they want to talk to somebody else who comes in their office, but then hold music comes on. Mm. So mm-hmm. suddenly, like the twenty other people in your conference call all hear hold music for like the three <laughs> yeah. minutes you do this. Mm-hmm. I've never had that happen, but I have a lot of the. Uh, so we have a, a video conferencing system that we spent our company spent way too much money on, and still manages to absolutely suck. Yeah, and one of the problems we have is that invariably, four or five people will be in the same room, all using the same video conferencing system on their laptop, and the second that somebody tries to speak, somebody forgot to turn off their speaker or somebody forgot to turn off their mic. Yeah, and just horrible. Wheeling feedbacky John Zorn sounding crap yeah. <laughs> until somebody figures out. Oh, guys, can you go on mute for God's sakes? I work for a large family entertainment company, huh. and their whole music Is it related to AVN. Yeah, AVN. Whether uh, you are on a meeting where they're t- discussing who they're going to lay off, or um, whether they're discussing how far behind on a project you are, or how much over budget, they still play. Uh, everybody's got a laughing place, laughing place. Oh, 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 oh. On, the, on the intercom or in the tiki, 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 tiki room. Oh, kill me. Oh, please kill I me. Think, I think what ultimately always happens is that no matter what, if the CEO is going to be in that meeting, it, nothing is going to work. Yeah. It might work for like the underlings. Right. Or like when the, the AV techs are like setting it up on that first day and they're showing some of the other people like, look how great it is. Boop, boop, boop. Then the the CEO wants to get in there and then, you know. I feel like the more money your company has spent investing in an audio or video system, 
the more likely it is to completely break down on a regular basis. Well, so it's like the technology is just... You're always your playing catch-up. Yeah, and your infrastructure cannot... There's something about, like, your infrastructure cannot handle this new technology you're bringing on uh-huh. board. Like with our video stuff, it's just constantly buffering and dropping out just because, you know, it's a resource hog. You know, with there's only so much internet in our office, uh-huh. and it takes up most of it. Yeah. Okay, guys. So um, we have started, and we both started on the same note with AV stuff. So, Richard, what is your second choice? All right. So we're ordering lunch. So let's see. One, two, three people want Chinese. Uh, three people want burgers. And one, two, three people want Greek. A Greek Chinese burger. <laughs> That's Nailed what it. we're having. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Is pizza okay with everybody? Uh, yes, we can get a veggie pizza. That's pretty much like every every time we ever have every lunch meeting I've ever had has kind of devolved into this. Pro tip, business people out there, you don't have to order a veggie pizza. Just order a cheese pizza, and it's it it's, it's fine. fine. Or oh. a vegan pizza. No, there, there's no. always like the one vegan in the office. Mm. Now get rid of them. Fire them. Let's have a meeting to get rid of that. Yeah. How, about, how about some salad? <laughs> Salad's delicious. What is what is the biggest? Is it because now you're talking to the pizza king here? So it's not that pizza it's is not bad. Pizza it's itself variety is good. It's just the pizza is the fallback every time. So you wind up having multiple yeah. pizzas. Isn't that funny? Because if 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 we were in Hungary, the fallback would be goulash. <laughs> right. Oh well, <laughs> let's get goulash. I guess that's goulash again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody doesn't like goulash. <laughs> well, can just can you get me a veggie goulash? Can we get oh, oh yeah, this man, guy, this you're, guy. You're looking flat over here. <laughs> a veggie goulash again, whatever. <laughs> that, that was Jeff Hopkins, Hungarian. Hungarian. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, really good. I no, I, it's just that it's 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 one of those things where it's like you, you've had a meeting for a couple of hours probably at this point, and it's like. Okay, I finally get a break. I finally get to eat. And then it's going to be like five, ten minutes of everybody being passive aggressive about what they want to eat and nobody making a decision. Mm. People doing that. Well, you know, I I had Chinese yesterday, mm-hmm. but that's fine. That's fine. If you guys want to get Chinese, I will totally be okay. That's fine. They're going to fall on their chopsticks on that one. <laughs> <laughs> truly are. Do you have the bully? I have a, we have a, whenever we go out for a happy hour. There's the bully who decides that everybody likes the thing he likes. Oh, and nice. this guy loved uh, uh, sautéed mushrooms. Oh, you, I think we've discussed yeah. him before. Yeah. Well, I think we're all here like uh, sautéed mushrooms. Am I right? Okay, four sautéed mushrooms, please. <laughs> and so there's like one chips and salsa and four salsa. And he just eats them all because nobody else <laughs> wants to eat sautéed mushrooms. Yeah, I mean, and then there's, you know, where are we getting it from? Okay. that's and I guess maybe that's part of my problem with pizza. Is if it's at a business meeting, they're not getting, you know, the best the pizza thing. down yeah, the yeah. street. You know, the the hole in the wall kind yeah. of great pizza. They're getting Domino's or they're getting the big mamas and papas. You know, five hundred foot pizza that they actually have to like haul open like a yeah. window to like ship in through a crane or something, something like that. Yeah, Hyundai built a vehicle just for the pizza. Was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so uh, that is your second choice. Richard, Michael, what's your second? Well, I'm glad you brought up food because when my boss says, Iron Mountain wants to take us out to lunch, you know what my answer is? Absolutely, I want to go out to lunch. <laughs> nice. Uh, someday we might um, get to the Mount Rushmore of leftovers. Oh, which might Ooh, include, that's a pretty good one. Which might include 
uh, not eating your leftovers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Especially if there's like, uh, you know, free food in the office or uh-huh. going out to lunch. But um, this is that thing that happens in a business meeting when you're going out to like a lunch meeting with a vendor who's invited you out. So mm-hmm. one, you know they're paying for it. Mm-hmm. Even right. though you do that thing at the end of the the, the lunch where there's like Grabbing the waitress the leaves like the, you know, the little uh, check stand like the and no one grabs for it. And Ooh. for like three minutes, you're like, wait, was this us? <laughs> Who said the meeting? Did we invite them? And then, and then they grab it, and you're like, man, I wish I got that other appetizer. Even though, like, <laughs> even though, like the company's paying for it, and you, you don't actually care. You're just like, you wish you were kind of the bigger man. Yeah. But I love the lunch meeting with a vendor where 45 minutes of the hour of lunch is spent not talking about business. Mm-hmm. You're just kind of talking about your yeah. kid. Yeah. Or eating. You're just kind of chit-chatting. Yeah. You're not talking about your account. Yeah. And then for seven minutes at the end, you try to cram in, well, okay, let's talk about your account. And here they pull out the full presentation binders, and uh-huh. you're like, oh, I'll just take it back to the office and not read it there. Yeah. No, I, uh, let's see, those meetings give me, I don't, I don't have to have those anymore. We don't they, have They usually happen at Red Robin. With. They usually happen at Islands. Uh-huh. <laughs> Those are the two places that they're only technically allowed to have. TJF Fridays? Uh-huh. Yeah. That, yeah, also? yeah, you can do it there. Bennigan's. Uh-huh. Is the Bennigan's still a thing? God, I hope so. Mm. Now, I, I, that, see, those are the type of meetings. I don't have to have those anymore, but they, I, those give me the heebie-jeebies. Hmm. I don't like people. Okay. Well, there you go. I barely like the people. I barely want, like the people I work with. Mm-hmm. Fine enough. But I don't want to have to deal with any more people in my life. And I just, I am, I, the older I get, the less interested I am in small talk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if you guys notice this in your lives, but just as I'm getting older, it's just, maybe it's, maybe I realize I only have so much time left on this earth. Like, my <laughs> clock is just like, yeah, it's like, I don't have time for this bullshit. Yeah. I'm always, I'm always impressed, secretly impressed by the people you go out with that you talk to maybe a couple times a year or see in person three, four times a year, and they're able to remember, like, the details of your life. Like, that's impressive. Oh. Uh, with the exception of the place that we get our copiers from. Uh-huh. Uh, every time this guy brings up kickball. Oh. oh, no. And, like, I barely want to talk about kickball. At, I don't talk about kickball uh-huh. at work, you mm-hmm. know, when I played two years ago. Right. For ten years. And mm-hmm. then it was one of those things that was just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, still doing it. Because you're Mr. Kickball now. I know. But, like... And that was the thing that I always had to like explain and re-explain over and over. That's why I never would tell people because mm-hmm. they would never quite understand. So yeah. I started to sing softball because <laughs> you don't have to explain softball. Yeah, I did that too. And it's boring. Or enough. soccer. Yeah, I would do yeah. soccer. Mm. That'd be mine. Mm-hmm. Like if I had any sort of injury. Well, well it's like soccer. over a networking lunch, you must network or you must yeah. do the business small talk that can be so awkward and painful. And I am so bad at it. Yeah. And it reveals that they're just, they have so much. In, in my case, I work for a big company, but we have very small budgets. And often people take us out to lunch with this optimism that they've tapped into a gold mine. Mm. And I want to tell them, we're broke. You're getting nothing out of this. <laughs> yeah. They want they want to order uh, drinks and martinis and beer. And you're like, yeah, uh, we're having iced teas. Yeah. <laughs> and I see. Unlimited. Water. <laughs> you're wooing us. But that's always exciting. The... Uh, Okay, is the client getting a beer? Okay, client's getting a beer. Yeah. Good. I can, I can get a beer. Yeah. We're cool. Yeah. Do you also find yourself like I, I have to have my corporate self together, kind of, kind of my my 
mindset on. So half the time I feel like I'm not even me. Oh know? sure, yeah. So it's just... Oh sure, yeah. You're you're corporate Jeff. Yeah. You slip on your Patrick Bateman mask. Yeah. <laughs> and, pull, and pull out your business totally. cards and bone. <laughs> <laughs> but then every once in a while the guy starts to be his cool guy self. Like, hey, the other day we went to an escape room. It was mind blowing. <laughs> I don't know. You're not so fucking cool. I just figured, yeah, I just feel like I've never had anything in common with anyone I've ever had a business meeting with. Yeah. Like, they're talking about whatever their cool cool shit is they think is cool. And it's like, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I went sailing the other day, huh? Huh. Ah. What's a boat? That's cool. On a boat, huh? That's where you go sailing? On a boat? Is that it? Uh, Is that it? And then it's like 10 minutes of him talking about a boat while I'm mentally just sort of gone. Yeah. Hey, everybody, we're halfway through, and before we plead with you to download, rate, and review our podcast, we want to suggest using Audible. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you, yes, you, the opportunity to check out their service. So if you want to learn how to get out of meetings or make meetings better, you might go to Audible and listen to Boring Meetings Suck, Get More Out of Your Meetings, or Get Out of More Meetings by John Petz. That's there on Audible. There's 180,000 other titles on Audible. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash Rushmore. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash Rushmore for your free audiobook. Audible aside, we'd like to ask you to download, rate, and review the past episodes and the present episodes of our podcast. Please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, and please join the dialogue online at our Facebook page and Twitter and Instagram. We'd appreciate to hear your voice. Uh, Meet up with us and let us know what you think would be awesome for us to talk about. So we are back. Uh, I believe now, Richard, you're going to lead us off with our third. Okay. Yep. So my next one is, so why am I here again? Hmm. I seriously need to be in this meeting for two minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the struggle of being, an, look, sometimes you need to have a business meeting. Most of the time you don't. 90% of the stuff that happens in business meetings can happen with a phone call. Or an email. Yeah. Or just sort it out yourself, guys. But invariably, and this happened, I mentioned, I think, that our company was going through, I may not mention this, um, that our company this last year redid our website and we had an outside vendor that we worked with. And I wound up getting on every phone call, whether it was content writing, which is what I do, or, you know, HTML coding or design or add-on plugins or any of this crap that really has nothing to do with me but invariably my boss would go well you know why don't you come out on the call just you know be good for good good for you know what's going on you might be able to contribute something nope <laughs> and it, just I just like this podcast, oh, yeah, this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> nope no and and, and and so I just wind up guys I sleep a lot and I'd like to sleep more and being in an hour and a half meeting where I'm not needed and not contributing. Mm-hmm. The struggle is real yeah. for me not to literally just, just fall asleep. Snooze. The fact that I haven't fallen asleep in a meeting yet is just a, a, a minor miracle. But it's just, again, there's so many of these meetings where it's just, why are we not, why are we not just call, talking on the phone for five minutes? Hmm. Why, why are we doing this? It's like, we have to, it's this whole charade that people have to do. It's like, if you have a meeting, suddenly it's more important 
it elevates you. It elevates the people around you. Like, oh, we're doing some serious work here, guys. We have meetings scheduled. Yeah. Versus like, well, you know, here's this thing we need. Click, click, click. It's an email. Sure. Get it back. Yeah. And we're done. Well, what's what's the now? Do you do you bring people into meetings that they don't need to be involved in? I try not to. Okay. I'm usually the the dope who gets kind of drug into it. Uh, I I find that I have so many people that I add to meetings just out of courtesy that they'll have a peripheral contribution to it or that they have some kind of stake in it or something like that. Huh. I'm trying to think when I was when I was a manager did did boss stuff. You know, I really hated business meetings, so I would just try to avoid scheduling them as much as I could. Yeah. Yeah. That there, was there's, the trick. there's probably also kind of like a like a cover your ass aspect of it too. It's like, well, if if you were invited and you didn't go and the thing that was important to you and it was in your kind of realm of what we need to get done didn't get done, then well that's on you for not attending the meeting. You could have. Right. Why weren't you why didn't you go to the meeting? You know, you didn't accept. Or you, I get this sometimes, again, because drifting off into hmm. nothingness, as I do in, in, in these meetings. Meeting gets done. So, uh, what's your thoughts about that, uh, the thing we talked about? Yeah, it was, uh, you know. Yeah. It's interesting. I've, I've had the meeting after the meeting. So, oh. hey, that was some fucked up shit, right? <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> well, why didn't you say that in the fucking meeting? <laughs> right. What's the point here? Okay. Well, that that kind of leads to my next one, which is when the meeting agenda goes out the window. Uh-huh. Uh, when all of a sudden you're there and uh, you've printed up, you've made the itinerary of what you're supposed to talk about. You kind of have it bullet pointed. You have a couple pages of what we're going over. Yeah. Then the CEO, the one that uh, kind of screwed up your AV system earlier. Yeah. Uh, he walks in and all of a sudden everything changes. Yeah. Whatever you thought you were talking about is not being talked about. Mm-hmm. And 100% of the time, he is, or she, is not reading anything that you put together. Yeah. So all the work that you put into is just, what's the, what's the yeah. point of me being here? They have their own agenda. They have their own things they want to address and bring up. And usually it's nothing to do with what, <laughs> they, they think, what you think that, what you know is important for them to know they don't think is important. Yeah. They have, they work on such a different level Mm -hmm. of just like operations, which is why they're like the CEO. They have like this big picture mindset and all the little detail stuff is just like, listen, they don't need to know. Or they're insane like Trump and they throw (laughs) speak off prompter, (laughs) throw out the agenda. Uh, I'm, I'm part of this like weekly meeting that -hmm. covers like it and infrastructure, but then also like facilities and like office moves. And it's bullet pointed and you, it's, it's very specific because there are certain things that have to happen yeah. um, on a week-by-week week basis and a monthly, and you kind of project things. And I don't know how many times, uh, not the CEO, but, like, the CIO, like, the chief information officer, has come in and just, like, railroaded the meeting. Oh, wow. And then it's just oh, like, yeah. yeah. And then you're just like, uh, you can't do anything. He's your boss's boss. And, mm-hmm. like, they're, right. they're running it. And then you realize that they're going to reschedule this meeting for some other time or put it in email or do the worst of all is when they say, well, just ping me. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, no, who talks like that? It's <laughs> <laughs> weird CIO guys talk like that. They're just like, well, just ping me. Uh-huh. And you're just like, you're not going to read the email I sent yeah. you. If, you- it's, if, it's, if it's less than like a paragraph, maybe, but mm-hmm. don't, don't try to send an email yeah. note. Like the, don't send them the document mm-hmm. because that's, well, they're never reading that. And so, like, in this case, the C- 
COO, CIO, who whatever the big shot is, is basically like a big lap dog that just kind of gets brought in, a big dumb dog that just gets brought into the meeting, like an lab, overexcited Labrador, <laughs> mm-hmm. just kind of comes in, knocks shit over, yeah. drools, eats, <laughs> eats some paperwork. And then runs back out and was like, what just happened here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, part of me would be excited if there was like a big Richard Branson type CEO in the office that was just like gregarious and like loves life and loves everything. And then you're just like, oh, no, nothing gets done. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. There, There is kind of that. I feel like at Disney. Oh, I outed myself. There was a sense that when Walt Disney was there, everybody else had to be working very hard to animate the 24 cells that it takes to make a movie. And he could come in at any point and say, Ah, did I say six dwarves? No, we're going to have seven dwarves. <laughs> and then they had to go add a dwarf to everything, you know, or I meant nine dwarves. And they got to add that's two more. Doc got in there. Yeah, right. totally Doc. Who's the, one that, who's the one that doesn't do anything, that has a weird name that's yeah. different from everyone well, else? We don't want to rewrite the scripts. Hey, Dopey, he doesn't say anything. You know? I got an idea. <laughs> Sleeping Sleep, Beauty. Sleeping Beauty. Easier <laughs> to animate. She's just lying down there the whole time. Do you have the feeling that there's this person who's, they're guiding the ship ultimately, but the course correcting is not their job at all. Mm, you know, they're right. maybe they're one of them blowing the wind in the sail or something like that. And then I also forget that each meeting, really the topic that you're all discussing is how do we keep our fucking jobs? <laughs> <laughs> That's really the agenda of every meeting. And, and then when the boss walks in, oh yeah, kissing this guy's <laughs> ass. That's the number one thing on our agenda. And see, then I think you have the the other type of boss's boss who comes in and wants to get really detail oriented about stuff that he doesn't like that's not important mm-hmm. like i think it's kind of what you were alluding to earlier right mm-hmm. so you've got like the the big picture guy who just wants to kind of come in like okay i see this this and this let's go and who gives shit about all this other stuff you were talking about just like totally blows up the agenda yeah, yeah. then there's the guy who comes in and is like so i noticed in this one bullet point so you said that we're going to be using you know 20 this but why are we make this decision again it's like the dumbest like thing that doesn't really matter but suddenly you're spending half of your meeting trying to placate your boss's boss yeah you're, ex- you're explaining this. why you're now moved on to cat five cables when you used to use cat three yeah, yeah. it's this much more expensive and listen it's this much per foot but we're planning for the future uh-huh. and this is just the way everything is going so we can't so, but it would save us uh, fourteen thousand dollars in the long- <laughs> like, yes it would if we went to this lesser well, we should really circle back on yeah. that. Well, ping, ping, <laughs> Don't circle back on anything. Ping me on it. And we can. <laughs> so this kind of ties into, I think, my last one a little bit here. So if, we can, if we're good, we can just yeah, roll yeah. into that. Um, mine is the person who needs to talk to justify their participation in a meeting, even though they have nothing to say or contribute. Mm. And sometimes that can be the, the, the boss's boss type person who is in this meeting for some reason. And you don't know why. And it should be a smooth meeting. There's no issues really to deal with. But then suddenly, they got to jump in. They're there, they're there to repeat the last thing that something was said, so it sounds like they said it. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good move. Or, yeah, or if that boss's boss is in the meeting and somebody wants to try and, you know, score some brownie points, make themselves look good. Yeah, it's just rehashing everything that was said, but trying to do it in a way. So it makes it sound like you're the person who made that point. Did Richard just... Say the thing that I said, but he took twice as long to say yes, what I just I said. Yes, I did. Absolutely. <laughs> nice. So one thing, I was talking to Sarah about this, and I didn't include this specifically, although I think it kind of ties to this. Yeah, don't, don't give him any points for this. This is my least favorite thing that he I know. Does. It's, 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 it's Michael's pet peeve. Um, is just the idea of mansplaining. 
Hmm. And I've never really had to uh, see this too much. I've just either worked in PR for a long time or I had a lot of female, just a very female-driven industry. Mm -hmm. My current job, we have a lot of female executives. So it's not as much of an issue. But I know she's mentioned that there have been a lot of times where she'll show up in a in a meeting or another female will be in a meeting and make a point and it kind of gets ignored and then five minutes later some other male co-worker counterpart will make restate basically the exact same point and mm. we'll go oh that's a great idea why didn't we think of that before well, and he, he did but he didn't say it in a mo- an emotional frenzy he was oh that's using true logic he was not hysterical okay. while he was saying it yes. he had a much deeper Commanding Deeper voice. voice. If yes. only there was a presidential election that this yeah. played out for in full. <laughs> oh, always comes back to that, it doesn't does. it? So mansplaining is a peeve, yeah. Yeah, ma- yeah. Well, mansplaining, I think, is related to the whole basic concept of just restating mm-hmm. something, or just someone having to speak and maybe bring something up that's completely tangential to the actual. Yeah, topic. It's almost like a it's the business meeting version of pivoting as a as a political as, a, as like a politician. It's a per, it's the person that uh, is trying to justify their ex, their existence at the meeting by just it, reiterating, you know, mm. saying the last yeah yeah. It's it's look guys. There's only like there's a finite number of things that you can actually say in a, a business meeting. Yeah. Any meeting has like there's only cer- a certain number of things that you can actually talk about. And everyone's got to make a point, man. And if all those points have been made and there's nothing left salient to say, somebody's got to get in there and just sort of look at the carcass in the meeting and just start picking at the bones. Mm -hmm. Okay, Michael, uh, round the last agenda item on this meeting is your choice, (laughs) your fourth choice. And and, uh, Richard's carcass thing you said was gruesome, but it kind of leads into my last choice, which is uh, business meetings as a microcosm for survival of the fittest. Yeah. And uh, whether you're throwing someone under the bus or just being ready to pounce on a mistake in a meeting, mm-hmm. uh, these things are often kind of full of these people that are just waiting for like the smallest, you know, yeah. smallest moment where they yeah. can move up from assistant to the vice president to yeah. assistant vice president. Yeah. If you've got a little speck of blood on you, that means they're going to start pecking at that yeah. thing. Yeah. There was a guy at my office that, um, he worked in the telecom department and he was very famous for being underprepared oh. for things. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike K. I won't use his last name, even though he hasn't worked for our company for like eight years. And mm-hmm. I doubt he uh, even knows what a podcast is, Yeah, but, you know, um, he would come into uh, like different infrastructure meetings, like playing dumb all the time. Yeah. And my boss Shelly at the time, would level him <laughs> because she she was a very she would she'd want to get things done yeah and she had no trouble calling him out for him not reading an email or mm-hmm. him uh, not ordering something on time so she was like she didn't really have anything to gain other than her job was not on the line but her job was being impaired yeah yeah and she hated having to do that and yeah. so he always like. He would sit right by me and come back and be like, I can't believe that you would do that <laughs> Ultimately, though, it reminds me of like a scene from RoboCop. Uh, Excuse me? <laughs> where... Uh, uh, I did not expect this cover. I did not expect <laughs> this episode to include that. Where... Uh, one Murphy of the- is riddled with bullets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His bloody carcass. Yeah. Um, where... Uh, 
one of the vice presidents introduced uh, Ed 209 as like the next step in police enforcement for Omni consumer products. Oh, sure, Miguel Ferrer. And uh, not not that he's not the robot. He's the guy who introduces the robot. No, I'm talking about like the guy that's like the higher. Uh, oh, uh, Ronnie Cox. I don't know because Ronnie Cox is like the, bo- the the big CEO of the company. Yeah, I think M- Miguel Ferrer is the guy who's like in charge of like. Not putting the, s- the robot to he's like in charge of the robot program. Well, he's like the VP in charge of of you know police robots. Okay, there's two there's two guys that I'm thinking of. One is the VP who's like <laughs> that job is never on Monster. <laughs> the VP in charge of police robots. I, I have I have a, a job keyword, alert. I have a, a job keyword. alert set up for it. So I haven't seen it. There's there's one guy who's running like the Ed 209 program, and he's like the big bad of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then there was the sniveling little guy. Who actually develops RoboCop? Who's like the secondary, like police enforcement program? So the first introduction of like Ed Two Hundred Nine comes out, and they're like, "Wow!" And he's like, rrr, 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 and he blows some yeah. nameless uh, VP away, junior VP in yeah. charge of Parking. getting blown away by a <laughs> robot policeman. And then the second guy, uh, his name is Bob Morton. Um, he's right there. Willing to spring and introduce his RoboCop program that yeah. the other guy had probably, you know, dismissed because it wasn't his idea. That's Miguel Ferrer. Okay, yeah, okay. like that kind of like kind of Weasley face mm-hmm. guy that does a bunch of cocaine later with the hookers. Well, enough about Miguel Ferrer. <laughs> I'm kidding. Rest in peace, Miguel Ferrer. Um, but I, I just love that scene as like a perfect. I mean, I, RoboCop's such a great parody mm-hmm. and such a great. Um, like sarcastic take on yeah uh, the same guy that did that did uh, Starship Tro- Troopers too right? oh yeah yeah and Paul Verhoeven yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. what a great movie the satire of this satire that's nihilistic not parody satire yeah. yeah but uh, that was such a great satire of like a boardroom scene oh, yeah. just being played out yeah the com- competitiveness of capitalism and the how it uh, impacts and poisons all these people who who work for the results that capitalism demands which is incredible profits. So, guys, speaking of capitalism, um, uh, you know, you, you examine and skewered the uh, business and business by examining uh, one of its biggest um, tenets, and that is the business meeting. Uh, you know what? My whole life, I've kind of, obs- before I ever really got into a real career, I remember seeing the movie Office Space, and that was my first intro into this kind of world of business and how people in an office uh, can become kind of institutionalized by the, the institution of, of business. And I've, I want to judge this. So I'm, I'm, I'm trading my name as Jeff Judge for Mike Judge. Okay? Jeff Judge is gone now. What? I am now Mike Judge because you guys have taken on two different aspects of Office Space, two different characters. Richard, you became Peter, the Ron Livingston character. The guy whose journey goes from kind of half... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> half kind of into it yeah. to not giving a fuck. Like when you tell me that you're sleeping through meetings right. and things like that, you've kind of done the whole full-on Ron Livingston thing of kind of tuning out. Yeah, I don't care anymore. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think if we're the, the auditors from out of town to come in, you may be running this place. They've the seen a lot of potential. The Bobs. <laughs> and that's, I think, your observations in regard to things like laughing at kind of the av bs and lunch and then kind of why am i here kind of questioning that very existential yeah, wasn't very it? existential why why am i here yeah and then you know you you had your own kind of uh uh point of view on that person who was not really um com- 
had any kind of stake in that movie, but they're kind of participating just so they can said that they were there. Michael, I felt like you went into the Milton territory. Uh oh. The Lord Poor of the Grant. Flies aspect of office and your inability to go to the not give a fuck place. You are a person who cares deeply about things. Unlike Richard. Sucker. Yeah. yeah. Has has beaten you down and putting you into that uh, basement office under the steam pipe, not getting a paycheck anymore. <laughs> Don't know if I like the <laughs> description here. <laughs> Let's not jump to conclusions, guys. And just the description jump of... Jump to conclusions. The, uh, map, the microcosm for the survival of the fittest um, um, in observations. That, again, like Richard had about the AV stuff or the lunch meeting and... You kind of talk about the hand-to-hand, full-contact sport of of office being in an office, and how dangerous it was. So, I do appreciate that. And like the survival of the fittest, I think like Milton, you will survive us all. Damn it, <laughs> you will like, be on the beach in uh, yeah. the Bahamas with yeah. 127 million. Yeah. Um, so here's here are the uh, arguments that I thought were most compelling. Uh, you both hit on the idea of AV stuff and how humiliating it is to try to have a meeting when all the communication tools that are supposed to bring us together tear us apart. So um, let's you each get a point for that. Okay. And, so and what then, you're saying is that each of us get a point for the AV thing. Yes. Okay. Well, you just repeated. Let me mansplain uh, to you. So here was here was what I did, Richard. And then I thought uh, the um, idea of the lunch meeting and the stories that we told about um, going out to lunch and that stuff, that was a really fun way to talk about a different type of meeting that was a lunch meeting. So a uh, point for that. And very compelling, I thought, very compelling uh, statement about a microcosm of the survival of the fittest. So uh, you get a point for that. There was uh, something compelling there with the idea of somebody taking up my time when I only need to be in there for two minutes. You took an hour of my life and only needed to be for two minutes. Well, enough about this podcast, Jeff. <laughs> so, uh, oh, guys, hey, uh, we're long on time. Oh, yeah, I got, I got another podcast. I you gotta got another do. podcast? Yeah, got to got yeah, shoot me the notes on this. Okay, yeah, okay, my, okay sure. Yeah, yeah, just ping me. Ping okay. me later. All right, so uh, uh, this has been uh, this podcast about business meetings. I've been Jeff. I'm Richard. Mike. Did I turn this button off? Is that, where's How the do I, off button? Okay, do I press which input? Which input are we? 